Ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. you are now listening to the P13 Podcast. Your host, Michael. And on the other hand, sweet vibrations from his voice into the microphone that is coming out of your speaker is the one and only Thomas Conway. Tomas. Tomas. Ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. It was my Spanish name in high school. Took two years of Spanish. Fair enough. Yeah. We had to choose a name. Naturally, (laughs) Tomas was a good fit. I like it. Thank you. Um, Today, we're talking about intention. This is a topic that's a very interesting one. One that is not often mentioned, am I right? Very right. In most training sessions, it can often be mixed with intensity, which is not necessarily a bad thing, depending on your goal. Um, With that being said, it is hard to measure this topic in a literal sense through metrics or anything like that. Much like beauty is in the eye of the beholder, intent is in the mind of the individual. Mind is a beautiful thing. Would you agree? Very much so. Yeah, and we always have to continue to make it sharp. And one of through one of those ways is through intent. Am I right? You're correct. The sharpness in the mind equals sharpness in the body. But questions do arise. What are you intending to do in your fitness training routines? What's your purpose? Why do you take the time to do this? What is going on in your head we need to ask ourselves these questions from time to time even in our relationships as well am i right yeah. you're spot on there mr Kala. spot on and i just want to applaud you for such a well thought out introduction <laughs> i appreciate that it's very good thank you talked thank about you. beautiful mind uh not the movie but great movie it is a great movie <laughs> but uh yeah it's an excellent intro to this topic thank you and one that we both have talked about, you're very passionate on this as well. Am I right? Very, very much so. We're both passionate, but you're, you have a flaming passion for this. Flaming passion. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. That's a good way to put it. And especially recently, you and I have been having conversations around this. And we'll touch on that uh, throughout the episode mm-hmm. or maybe near the end of the episode. Because we've both been experiencing disruptions in intentional training. Absolutely. So let's uh, start off with that. What is intention in training? Yeah. So intention in the context of training, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, It's just the state of mind that you bring into a training session as the name implies. Uh, And it's, what are you intending to, to accomplish with that specific training session and it can also be taken out to the macro level, mm-hmm. being like, what are you trying to accomplish by, first of all, just coming into the gym? What is your intention coming into the gym? It's very similar to the question that we talked in a previous episode about what is your why, Yeah. right? Intention and what is your why is very much so tied together. But it's something that is easily lost by a lot of people. And there's a number of reasons why. I think a big part of it, honestly, uh, just kind of popped into my mind, but I think a big part of it is how our society is structured at the moment. Um, this is maybe a red pill moment, but there's just so much out there that it's very hard for us to be intentional with pretty much anything, Mm -hmm. right? You go home and there's Netflix, there's this and that there's emails that you can respond to because people are expecting you to 
respond to them right away because of how we can communicate quickly. There's text messages that you need to respond to. There's social media that you need to post or Mm -hmm. respond to depending on how you use social media. And I was actually talking with my wife about this recently that she said in her work, and I think this has gotten worsened by the pandemic Pandemic. that we're experiencing. um, She said that she's noticed in her job, people have an expectation that you respond to emails like right away. uh, And they act as if everything is urgent and needs to be answered like right now. I think it was probably like that a little bit pre-COVID, but I think that it's been accelerated because people make the assumption that, well, you're working from home, so you're always working and blah, blah, blah. You have the people that make the assumption that there's no excuse for you not to reply yeah, to this right away. Because you're there. You're in your what is now known as your office, mm-hmm. which is a whole other thing as to why I think the remote work setup is the worst thing possible. <laughs> but I don't know much about anything. In the wise words of Forrest Gump, I don't know much about anything. <laughs> Uh, but I know what love is. Um, so, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of reasons why that's, that's one. I think society is set up in such a way that it's pulling us in all these directions. So it's hard to be intentional about anything as it relates to training. Intention can, can suffer when thinking about goals or more so if you don't have any, because then it's like, it kind of ties back into that. Why if you don't have goals, then it's hard to be intentional because you lack specificity in like what you're trying to do. It's easy for you to just go into it and just be like, oh, all right, I'm just going yeah, to go gonna through like the work out and, and like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to accomplish, but I'm just going to work out. Yeah. So that's one. Two, I think lack of structure yep. in your training doesn't mean you have to be on like this super dialed in program, but there should be some structure to how you're training. You know, um, I mean, it can be as simple as like every uh, Tuesday you bench press. This is such a mm-hmm. simple example, but every Tuesday you bench press the format and rep scheme that you use, you know, can be whatever, but you know that every Tuesday you bench. So structure I think is also important. Three distractions. So in the training environment, in a training environment specifically, if you're in an open gym, like if you're at like a lifetime or something like that, it could be like people using a machine but like not really using it. We all know yep. those people that like sit and text on the leg extension machine. Yep. Um, As it's like slowly just like flailing away. Yeah. They do like a rep every three minutes and you're like, what's going on there? And then the pad pops off their foot. Yep. And <laughs> I've yeah. seen that a few times. Yeah. And then they just like don't know what they're doing at all. Um, but so that that's an example of a distraction. Another one is like if you're in uh, a gym and you get talking to people, which is not like a bad thing, no. but like, you know, it's like there's got to be a balance, right? Yeah. Um, and that's one thing at project 13 that's pretty interesting is it's a group class. So there definitely is a lot of socialization, but what's interesting is, and this is kind of the power of the group. I was thinking about this earlier today when I was kind of working on notes for this, there will always be at least like a handful of people in a group class that are moving through the workout. Yeah. And so them along with the coach will set the tone for the pace of it. Mm Mm-hmm. The coach alone, I think, could not do that, obviously, because people could just revolt and be like, we're just here to talk and whatever. But there always, always, always will be at least some people that are like pretty dialed in and can still also socialize, might I add. But they're moving through the session. So everybody else sees that 
and the coach is also encouraging like hey let's keep keep moving on through and that's what really creates this this elegant flow of of a class experience and that goes back to the previous point but building that structure we have that structure set in place so that you're not kind of just like wandering around and being like oh what's this next bit well yeah here it is it's on the board we use true coach true coach hit us up we use your app a lot yeah give us some love give us a discount discount (laughs) discount you don't have to. It's fine. Anyways, but that building that structure, you can't establish that with, like you said, without having the structure set in place for people to mm-hmm. follow along. Yeah. And you have those people who will set the tone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, and like, again, like what you kind of piggybacking on what you just said, our classes are designed and explained in such a way that like we, you know, we do have to systematize things to a certain degree mm-hmm. and we do that accounting for people, you know, talking and stuff like that. Yeah. Because we do want people to socialize. That's Absolutely. a big part of, of what we what we provide. But yeah, uh, and then there's other reasons too for lack of motivation. But and, and just a general lack of motivation can be another reason why intent is, is maybe breaking down. Mm-hmm. So then let's speak back to impor- the importance of the intent. I know we see in times it's like going back to maybe one of our previous podcasts about just like you're burning calories for the sake of burning calories versus I'm burning these calories and finding out why am I burning these calories? Am I trying to get to a certain body fat percentage or am I burning these calories because I want to squat this load, squat this Mm -hmm. goal? I have these goals in mind. Let's talk about the importance of that. Yeah. I think that intent or lack thereof is Mm -hmm. the make or break in terms of how much progress people will see Mm -hmm. because if we lose that intent, then that motivation kind of goes by the wayside. That focus kind of gets pushed to the side. And those that have discovered or have really pursued trying to train with the proper intent, if you're someone that has done that and you're listening to this podcast, like you know what that's like, Mm -hmm. right? You know what it's like to have intentional training sessions for a period of four weeks, right? Because you're like, man, I'm just dialed in. Like I feel like everything is on point lifts are feeling good my body composition has like changed positively um some of my behaviors my routine my routines like everything just feels in a routine in a flow if you want to think of or use that term so you know what it's like if you've never experienced it you you may be listening to this and being like i don't i don't really know if i have been in it or not been in it but i think if you've had if you've been to that level like you you will know you feel purposeful in your movements. You under, you know, like I'm doing this and I'm like, oh, I'm in the zone. Yeah. And then another good way to measure that is like, are you reaching your goals or not? Yeah. If you're not, it doesn't mean that you're not training with intent. It just could be one of the reasons why you're not reaching your goals, right? There's a number of reasons why you not be might not be reaching your goals. Program structure, nutrition, mm-hmm. sleep, recovery, other things, but it could be that intent and that's where you really just have to step back and and ask the question am i actually training with intent like when i go into the gym do i feel like i'm focused for that period of time that i'm there and that's where you just kind of have to be honest with yourself yeah. and maybe you haven't been and that's okay but you can always adjust you can always adjust and that's the hard th- it's i've said this before to uh, of someone else it's hard to submit to some of your failures because you want to be right 
most of the time. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's really difficult. It's, I would say like kind of a, another way to put that. It's really hard to be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. A mm -hmm. lot of people, a lot of people struggle with that. I see that all the time. A lot of people say like, I'm coming in and trying my best, but like from my outside looking in perspective and I've worked with a lot of people, right? Yeah. I pretty much know if someone is really dialed in or if they're getting distracted or just lacking motivation. So it's, I mean, it's tough, but like if you can tap into the ability to be honest with yourself, like the amount that you're going to progress and grow is it's unlimited. Unsurmountable. Going back to our previous episode, be forgiving of yourself for that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're humans. We're not like, no. <laughs> yeah, like cyborgs. We're not, we're not perfect. And, um, yeah. And so being forgiving is, is very important because you are going to make mistakes. So then now take us like, for example, training sessions. I know we talked about it a little bit at the top, but it's, it's hard to sometimes for ourselves with how things are changing in the pandemic and we're always trying to navigate these changes. Mm -hmm. 45 minutes can be difficult sometimes. Am I right? For a training session. If you're talking about the, what we've been talking about recently. Yeah. Like I would say both of us have had experiences recently because we're trying to do all that we can during the pandemic. We're kind of training people at odd hours, you know, we're, uh, and, and, at times we try to fit in our training sessions in between those or during. And so that's something that us as coaches we've experienced is having sessions that are kind of scattered across the day. Yeah. And that's something that Michael and I have both been talking about. Just doesn't work. Doesn't just doesn't work long-term. So for us, and you can apply this as well in your lives, you know, that's where you need to be intentional with, creating the time for it and saying this is the time for my training which is really you saying this is a time for self-care self-love and taking taking care of my myself and relieving stress and taking care of my body and all that stuff being intentional about setting that time and and making it clear to yourself first that this is this is time for me not yeah. time for answering emails here and there, you know, responding to texts or getting distracted in other ways. Understood. What Thomas is, what we're talking about here is like, we're human. The reality is we deal with it too. Yes. And it's just that our work happens to be working with people. Yes. Which is probably our listeners. We love you all. <laughs> we love you all. We love you all. But like, it's just, it's, it's really about like, we need to create the time for ourselves and set boundaries. And that's mm -hmm. what it is. And everybody in no matter what line of work that you do, you have to set boundaries. Absolutely. If you don't, you will just get taken advantage of. That's just the way that it goes. Mm -hmm. And not by any malintent of that other person or other parties. It's just if you're not clear about what those boundaries are, then people aren't going to assume that you have them. Mm -hmm. As it relates to you and I, Michael and Thomas, finding time for our training a big part of why him and I train is because we one we need to lead by example yes right correct so if we are not doing what we're preaching then something is wrong agreed I believe that across the board with every industry every profession right 
if there's a financial advisor that's trying to advise me on finances, but he gambles all his money away, I'm going to be like, why am I, bro, who are you? (laughs) Like you're not practicing what you preach. So there's that. The other piece of it is that is time for us to research and explore methods that we can then apply to the people that we work with to provide them with a better service. And I firmly believe in the truth and reality of that. If we are not trying to grow ourselves and take things from our growth experience that have been positive for us and also try to navigate people away from some negatives that we experience in our research and exploration process, then we're doing a disservice to the people that we're working with. Absolutely. That was the thought. Good thought. Love that thought. Yeah. And it's a very real thought because it's, we we do want to try to provide you with the best that all we can. Yeah. And the other reality of the fitness industry that I don't think a lot of people understand is there are plenty of coaches and I've seen this firsthand that they get burnt out. They, do. they get burnt out. And then they don't train. And again, to me, that's a problem. It's a big problem. We need to make sure that our coaches and fitness professionals are are taking care of themselves so that they can take care of others. Now let's delve a little bit deeper into that training and break down those pieces and how intent falls into that. Things like breathing, progressive overload. Yes. So intent and results, there's basically three categories that I've created in terms of intent and different types of training. So, and, and these are examples for all of you to take away, uh, and apply into your training sessions to see if this improvement or change in intent changes what you experience. So in a strength training session and the examples of intent are intentionally progressively overloading. So this comes down to recording your metrics. What did you lift last week? Can you increase by five pounds the next week, five pounds the week after that. It takes a certain level of intention to be able to have that level of detail to record that and then and then use that information to, to get better and get stronger. Yeah. Approaching each set, each set with the, the right state of mind. That goes along with even your warm-up sets. You know, I see a lot of times people go through their warm-up sets kind of half-assed and just like, oh, I'm going to lift this and it doesn't matter what my form is like because it's light. Well, that doesn't really work when you get to your top heavy triple and that in, that lack of intent is carried into that set. Well, you've then what happens? You've already given your body the strongest behavior. You've already practiced the body's strongest behavior. So when you try to do something that doesn't require a whole lot of mental or mental fortitude, yeah, you're going to be doing that bad form throughout. Right, exactly. So you set the tone with that first set. Also breathing bracing. So this is a concept I've been working with a lot of people on recently. My coach, Jeff Wolf, has done a lot of work with me on it. And it's been interesting as I've applied it to people. And it's a very small, subtle thing. But it does take a lot of intent Mm -hmm. to do it and to do it correctly. And when people do, it's been a light bulb moment. It's been actually very interesting. And then also, too, what are you feeling? What are you... And this is always interesting. I ask people after a set of whatever, squats, deadlifts, where do you feel that? I don't really know. Not their fault, right? They're mm-hmm. just trying to lift weights. And that's where it's, upon, it's, it's on us to say, well, think about the next set. Where are you feeling that? Are you feeling that in your glutes? Is it in your back? It's important for us to try to help, help them understand where they should feel it and then be like, try to feel it there. Yes. Then thinking about 
cardiovascular training, are you pushing to the threshold you're intending to? So if you're trying to do a hard cardio session, are you taking yourself to that level? Which sometimes can be very mentally challenging. It can. 2K metrics. 2K metrics. So this is where the, where 2K metrics come in. So we do 2K testing at Project 13 on the ski in the row. Deadly. It is deadly. But people shy away from it and they get afraid of it. I mean, I get it. It's hard. But we don't just do that test to just destroy you and watch you crumble. I mean, it is kind of fun. <laughs> but um, first of all, know that we've both been there. Yes. All right. We've we've pushed to some pretty deep, dark depths on some of those some of those workouts. But really, why we why we do it is so that we can gather metrics, and then when we do interval sessions, we can use your two K time to then give you a specific target to hit. And that right there is intention. Yes. Right. Because then you know exactly what you need to get to. And then you can just focus on that and be intentional about getting to that point. And that's going to be what provides you with the best workout given your current capability and your individuality. Then the last element of intention and training or the last type is flexibility and mobility training. And this is the big one. Constantly overlooked. Constantly. Constantly. We talked a little bit about this in previous episodes where we get to the last five minutes. All right, it's time for flexibility and mobility to help you recover for the next day. I got to go. I got to go. I got a thing. Do you? First of all, do you? <laughs> do you? And second of all, I mean, if you do, that's fine. That's go. Fine. Yes. But do it later that night. But this is where I see people and I'll tell people, all right, these are your stretches. Two minutes per side. What do I see? 30 second holds that are also like half-assed mm -hmm. and they're not trying to feel the stretch where they're where they need to but it's very important like i'm not just we're not just making this shit up no like two there's, minutes there's like to this. there there's yeah there's there's science behind why it should be two minutes and so take the time to do that find the stretch feel the stretch try to go deeper into the stretch breathe through the stretch Right. So there's so many elements around intention with flexibility that's that's important. And if you miss them, you're just not going to you're not going to see progress. No. And that's the bottom line. You can't just do a 30 second arm pull across the chest and be like, all right, I'm good. I stretched my posterior shoulder. No, like no. You, you didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. So then we need to remember that flexibility is no as it applies to flexibility is no different than strength training yes we need to progressively overload we need to have intensity we need to have time we need variability you can't have those things without intent all right so that's how it ties into intent with flexibility how do you set yourself up because i know when it comes to setting an intention it's hard to materialize or i can or best best way to say it, it's hard to measure it it's hard to say yeah. like, hey. I was or I wasn't. I wa yeah, it is. It really or is. I was this amount or. I'm here 50%. Yeah. It is very like, hard to measure. It's subjective for sure. I mean, as coaches, I think we can see it. So as coaches, I think part of it, well, for our listeners, if you're working with a coach, I think part of it should be the coach checking in with you. Do you feel focused? You know, do you feel Getting you back in your headspace. Yeah, getting you back in your headspace. Are you in the right headspace for this training session? So I think that's part of it is like the coach checking in. But you can also tell your coach too, like, hey, like I'm 
not motivated, you know, and we can, we can try to work on some techniques to try to get you into that right headspace. Um, but you know, ways that you can set yourself up for an intentional training setting or session, uh, know what the goal or purposes of the session. Yes. If you don't want to get that detailed, know what your goal at the macro level is, meaning, you know, what's your goal for the next month? What's your why? What's your why? Yeah. And that's, it ties into that as well. Um, but like, what's your goal for the next month, two months, three months, maybe an event is coming up. Maybe it's beach season is right about around the corner and you just, you want to get a little shred going, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Beach season. It's beach season. Beach season, baby. Uh, it's never beach season in San Francisco. <laughs> so know what the goal and the purpose behind your training is. Then be prepared physically. So this is definitely an overlooked one. Pretty simple. Make sure you have the gear that you want, that you're wearing that to the gym or whatever. Or you bring it with you. Viore. Viore. What's up, Viore? Give us some love, baby. <laughs> We're wearing your stuff right now as we speak. We definitely are. I'm wearing the pants. I am. You can't see it in the video, but but yeah, Michael is. Yep. Vivo. Fully, fully Viori with some Vivos. What's up, Vivo? Give you us some love. You got some Vivos on there too. I do. These are like two year old Vivos. They've stood the test of time. They have. Um, but so yeah, it's like shoes. You know, um, if it's a training session in which you're like using lifters, like make sure you have those. Yeah. Um, if you like to use those. What shorts are you wearing? Are you wearing look, your favorite shorts? Like, you know, just dress how like those cliches look good, feel good. Look right? good, feel good. There's there's truth behind it. So and it can help bring you into the right state of mind, which segues into the next point. Be prepared mentally. So we talked a little bit about some of these elements in previous episodes. What environment are you training in? Right? Is that environment gonna help you get into the right state of mind? Who are you training with? Who's surrounding you? What coaches are you working with? Are they the right fit for you? Yeah. Um, if you're training alone, do you have like a good playlist queued up? What's the environment like? Is it your apartment or can you go outside in a, in a space that's going to be more conducive? Is it structured? To you? Yeah. Is it structured? Do you have a plan for that session? Um, then the next point, use the warm up. So a lot of times people will overlook warm ups, but honestly, probably the biggest purpose of a warm up is to get you mentally prepared for the work that you're about to do. Absolutely. Right. So a lot of people think, oh, it's like all this stuff that I don't really need to do. One, there is benefit to the physical, the physical side of the warm up. But again, two, more importantly, it brings you into the right headspace if you're not already in it. Yeah. So a lot of times people tell us they come to a session and they're like, I was not feeling it today, but then class started and it's just like I didn't have a choice. Right. You got the people around you. you got the people you got the around group, you, the music. Energy. Yeah. Intensity. Intensity. And you just you get into it and you have a great training session. Thomas unhinging the hair and just letting it flow. Letting it flow. I do a little shake. <laughs> there you go. A little shake with the back. The wet hair shake, like coming out of the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I keep a bottle of water right next to me just for that. Oh, that, just in case. that explains a lot. Mm -hmm. That's why there's water all over the studio. Oh. Just kidding. There's not. Uh, but then the last one come back to your why. Like Michael mentioned just a few moments ago, why are you training? Why did you first step foot in that facility, right? So those are some takeaways that you can apply to try to be more intentional in your training. And with that, avoid the bullshit. Avoid the bullshit. Thank you again for listening to the P13 podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. 
This podcast was produced by Project 13 Gyms and a special thanks to Studio Pod Media for providing the studio space and additional production. Absolutely. You can find us on social media on Instagram at Project 13 Gyms. You can find myself at Kemifan. That is K-E-M-I-F-A-N. How about you, Thomas? Where can they find you on your social media? You can find me at Conway Bunga. That's C-O-N-W-A-Y. B-U-N-G-A. You can also check us out at project13gyms.com. And if you're in the SF area, come train with us at Project 13 Gyms in Lower Knob Hill.